I respectfully disagree podcast late night edition. This episode is sponsored by Gamblers Anonymous. Okay. Fresh off a late night trip to the casino. Been having a good week. Um, won a couple hundred bucks. Few hundreds. Couple hundreds. Felt good. So uh, this is what, the third trip in 48 hours? Put the mic in front of your face, please. I can't Scoot the face. arm down. Scoot the arm down. And tilt the mic up. But like twist, this. twist the arm. Now pull the mic up. Like this. Yeah. But like this whole thing is in front of your face. So as I'm looking at you, I can't. So, see. You don't know what I look like. But still, I'm looking at you while you're talking. You're supposed to be looking into the camera. We are official. We are celebrating ten years of marriage. Ten years of marriage. So tonight's episode is just some alone time. Talk about it. Reflect on us. Good, bad, indifferent. We ain't got to spill all the beans or whatever, but for those that are listening or watching, some of the trials and tribulations that we've had, they may be able to learn from it, learn from our uh, mistakes, things of that nature. Uh, gambling, like I said, uh, third trip to the casino in a matter of 48 hours, hit a little good good luck streak. So All out of fun, not because we're addicted. It was literally just... Uh, hell, we might fun. be addicted because uh, uh, sports betting is is official not. in Kentucky now. I've been going hard. I've been going hard trying to get this money. Happy wife, happy life is what they say. So I'm doing it for us. I'm doing it for us. Luckily, you are a very smart man, and you know when you when to do that and when not to do that. So you're all good. I trust you. So no problem. I hope so. Till you start hearing me sneak out the house in the middle of the night. And I'll be like, look, I'll be right back. Got this hot 20. No. Got this hot 20. You just said we're celebrating 10. We we, we want to get to 10 more. So Absolutely. So uh, real quick, for those that are uh, tuned in thus far, uh, do us a favor. Hit that like, share, subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We definitely appreciate it. Um, the road to 500. I haven't checked in a couple of days, but um, I think I need like 40. Close. I think I need like 40. Almost there. I've met the requirements of uh, 3,000 hours of watch time. So all of that, all the boxes are checked except 500 subscribers. Go make a fake email and I don't care. Subscribe. But anyways. um, Oh, no. I lied. Real quick. um, Weather is changing. I posted this on my TikTok the other day. Um, it says, all I need is one mic. And at the bottom, of course, I got the IRD logo. But um, this picture is from the very first episode that we done. Like I said, when the podcast started out, 
there was no visuals, there was no YouTube, there was no nothing, just straight audio. And at the time, you know, thanks to my wonderful wife, she bought me a USB mic, as you can see on the shirt. And um, I did that episode with my guy C, uh, me and Daryl, and all three of us sat at this round table, and we put the mic in the middle, and everybody tried to speak into this one mic. So I thought that this would be a great idea just to symbolize the growth, where it all started. Sometimes I do need a a reminder. I get kind of down in the dumps when I'm sitting here feeling like I'm begging and pleading for people to subscribe to the channel and things like that. And I'm real particular about that. Like, I get it. You got to promote. It don't matter if one person shares it. It don't matter if nobody shares it. You just got to stay consistent and keep promoting and promoting. And sometimes I do, you know, let that bother me. You know, it, it gets to me at times and I feel like I'm begging. So coming up with, you know, new ideas for shirts and things like that, I was just like, why not take it back to where it all started? And I needed that as a reminder to just be like, hey, bro, <laughs> you started with, with one mic. Now you got multiple mics. You got a camera. You got all these different things. The YouTube is jumping. So be proud. Right. So definitely appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the love and support. Um, I'm going to be making a promo video in the next few days or so with uh, the hoodies that's going to be available. That's going to be pre-order. Um, like I said, trial and error. People ask for things, they don't pay for them, and then I'm stuck with it. So we'll save that for another day. But anyways, man, y'all, peep the hoodie. Let me know your thoughts. And let's dive right on into it, man. Ten years of dealing with me. How do you feel? How do I feel dealing with you? How do you it depends feel, on the like? day. It depends on the day. Oh, okay. How okay. do I feel about ten years? Let's let's talk about ten years. Ten years ago, we made the decision to pack up and leave from Lexington, Kentucky. You, myself, and Aubrey. Aubrey was what? Going on two? She well, she was, had already turned two. No, she... It was in, like, July. She, we moved here in yeah, July. So she had just turned two. Yeah. So... Or, no, she just turned one. She was born in 2012. 12. Okay. So she just turned one. She turned two right before the twins were born. Okay. You're right. The birthday was at Chuck E. Cheese, okay? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. there. So, <laughs> I was in the Swole. hospital. <laughs> I was not there. Um. So yeah. So Aubrey had just turned one, mm-hmm. and that in its own self was like, I don't want to necessarily say a hurdle, but it was one of those we're going out on a leap of faith in a sense, and what I mean by that is like. We knew that you had landed a position or a possible position with Cochrane Elementary. That was like 
you know, you, you had no concerns in terms of right. finding work. Mm-hmm. You kind of had that lined out. We knew we were getting married that following that or that upcoming October. So the, the biggest concern or the biggest questions was what am I going to do? And it's like, you make the decision to leave Lexington to move to Louisville and you really don't have a plan in place. All you know is I'm coming here for a fresh start. We got a one-year-old. I don't even have a job lined up yet on top of the fact that I'm getting ready to get married. So it's like that was the beginning of our journey whether we realize it or not, you know, it's easier said than done. It's like, Oh, I moved here, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, when you go back and really think about that, like we really moved on. But uncharted territories, but I would even go back like further. So for those who don't know, we met in college. So you and I have literally been around each other for like 17 years. Too damn long. Since yeah. 2006, seven, six. It was December. We, we talked so about this, but I, but I met you in 2006, in like October. I remember. Man, you were stalking me in 2006. Somebody was being stalked, but it wasn't you. Yeah. All right. So, we have been literally around each other for a very long time. Yeah. And even prior to getting married, you know, had our you know, living together, figuring out life and all these things. But I feel like the ultimate decision, and it goes back to who you are and those strengths that I guess we'll talk about in a little bit, but you are, you are not someone who's just going to go on a, and just do something. Like you, you're, you're a planner. calculated. Yes. But I remember you saying in, when we were in Lexington, I'd have more opportunities for employment to do this in Louisville. The opportunities. There were more opportunities here. So you were already looking ahead. You were already saying that. And we did have our daughter. You were already thinking about how you were going to be that father and soon husband in our family, knowing that not that you were limited in Lexington, but Lexington is smaller than what people think. Yes. That's that's one of those, uh, in my opinion, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, Lexington revolves around the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So when school is in, the city is thriving. Businesses is booming. Places are packed. You know what I'm saying? Like, the University of Kentucky is literally the backbone of Lexington. The summertime things slow down. Everything's just kind of dull. Um, in terms of careers, it's like if you don't already have a foot in the door, in a sense, it's like, you know, my first job was answering phone calls for Sprint, working at ACS. And anybody that knows me, like, I'm not a people person per se, like I can get along with anybody as long as you don't disrespect me. 
that position was like clock in, be prepared to be shitted on until you clock out. And that's one thing that it's like, I get it. You have to be able to provide and be there not only for yourself. I didn't even have a family or nothing at the time. So it was like, you know, this is a new start fresh out of college. You got to be able to provide, but it's like, I'm one of them people where I'm not going to do anything just because it's a paycheck. Like I watch my parents. Your peace is 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 way way it's worth way more than anybody could pay me a peace of mind Mm -hmm. and that's one of those things where i worked there what maybe over a year maybe i don't even know if it was a year Mm -hmm. i was in had i already started teaching when you were there Mm -mm. i was still student teaching so maybe yeah Maybe you just made it a year, or I don't even know what. Long did your story other short, apartment did you work there? Yeah, and then you worked there when we moved to the townhouse, and that's when we moved together. So you was there at least a year, and it came to a point to where I just life lesson, I quit, and that was the first full time job I had ever had in my life. Everything was summer jobs, you know, in between semesters mm-hmm. at college and things like that. So, you know, when school got ready to start back, here, I'm putting in my two weeks. I'm going back to school, blah, blah, blah. So this is my first official full-time job and had no idea how unemployment and things worked. So I'm thinking I'm going to quit this job, draw some unemployment until something else comes up. So that was the first, like, roadblock that I ever hit in life quit the job found out that if you quit a job you are no longer eligible for unemployment so like you said you know going back to Lexington I feel like that kind of snowballed everything had no idea that you know we were going to be bringing a child into the world so that was part of the decision to leave and move to Louisville as well, because I'm saying to myself, you had already started when we found out I was pregnant, right? What? When I, when we found out I was pregnant, you had already started the other job though, right? I was at Macy's. Yeah. 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 That's why I said. We was, we was nickel and dominant, you know what I'm saying? In the trenches for real, like prior to even the thought of, of marriage. That's why I tell people it's like when, you're dating someone you should be able to tell if this is somebody you can see yourself with in the future. And I feel like a lot of relationships these days are based on what people can buy them or provide them or women are seeking men that are wealthy. Men are seeking women that's got all these bodily features and things like that. And it's like, you're basing it on everything other than what is going to be needed in order to make it last. And, you know, we've been talking this, this week, you know, we're seeing all these celebrities and things like that going through uh divorce and stuff like that. Dame Lillard and things like that. And it's like, you keep asking yourself, what are these marriages built on? What are they based on? And they were actually college sweethearts. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, you know, what is the foundation? So going back to what I'm saying, it's like you should automatically know or you should get a sense of this is somebody that's been with me through thick and thin. Hopefully when I turn things around and start building myself up and getting myself together, if this significant other has withstood all of the trials and tribulations, then the reward for that person is for you to finish the back end of this journey. You was with me when I was struggling, going through hardship. Now that I've made it, here's your reward. But I think it it's like we've grown together, like going through, you know, those decisions, going through problem solving, going through um, what are we going to do about this? And I feel like it has allowed us to get to this, you know, this big point of 10 years is that we did go through that before and we we stuck together. You know, we <laughs> don't get it wrong. We've had our days. And I will say that something that I've learned about myself is just kind of acknowledging that you you are better in different areas than I am. And, you know, that say takes a while to get there, but just kind of knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses um, like you are, like I tell people this all the time, it's like, you know, finances, like he, he's, you know, he has that. Like, I know you're talking about, you've gone to the casino a couple of times, but, and hot 20. <laughs> but I know that you are mindful and thinking, like I said, thinking ahead and thinking about, you know, what is it going to do? Or if, you know, like it's all been for fun this week or whatever, but us getting to the point where trying to do it myself, trying to do this, trying to do that. Well, you know what? Like, he's strong in this. Like, he knows exactly what this is and, you know, what our home looks like and et cetera. Like, I had to accept that there's no point of us having this tug where that's his strength, you know? Like, I had to get to a point and still growing from it, like, to this day, still growing. Um, to this day? To this day? Go ahead. <laughs> that still growing in those aspects but just just kind of highlighting um between you know two people that are in this this partnership this marriage um those strengths and weaknesses but also accepting that that is your strength and not mine and that you no, know, I might have a strength in another area over you but not making it a problem like my, not making it an issue yeah. so I feel like also going back to our time in Lexington and and just making it through, you know, some tougher days, you know, and it's, I mean, we were fresh out of college, you know, trying to be adults and make all these life changes to, you know, now we get to a point where, you know, people come and like, you know, we see, we've seen our families like, we're so proud of y'all, like y'all have really done this. I will say that talking about other um, couples and stuff that we focused more on the long-term marriage opposed to just like a wedding. Right. You know, like our wedding, we had a nice wedding. We had a lot of people at our wedding. Um, I'm not a big, you know, materialistic, this kind of person. So it wasn't like over the top. Don't get me wrong. It was beautiful. 
I love the location. Everything was perfect. It wasn't over the top. You're damn lie. Excuse my language. <laughs> I disagree. No, I see the receipts. No. I know. Damn right. I look at the receipts. I'm I still look trying at to the figure out how that happened. I'd be like, woo. We had a great support system. Like, Don't that, you disrespect my marriage. It wasn't I'm over the top. Not, I'm saying. Girl, I'm from Clinton. Girl, we could have got married under the trussle. Oh, Shout Lord. out to my folks I, in Clinton who know what that is. I am saying that it wasn't to the point to where. Uh, Amber focus, and uh, Anthony on the country the wings. The focus <laughs> of our, our new union was this big extravagant wedding. It was the after the fact. So if we would have had a courthouse wedding, you would have been cool with it? I would have been fine. <laughs> I but we ain't gonna let that happen either because we can do a celebration. Our daughter talking about us getting married again in our backyard. Look, Aubrey gotta chill with that. But hold she, on, hold on, hold on, because we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like, I wanna go back because I'm not gonna make it long, but you was talking about, you know, you're uh, in reference to me. I'm good with finances and things like that. Like I want to go there, go back to that to talk about how difficult it was mentally transitioning from Louisville to Lexington with no plan. Right. When I just told you that I'm very strategic, like I'm very calculated. I'm one of the, I'm an overthinker. Right. Like, I want this to go as smooth as possible. So I'm trying to calculate every step of the way and I'm going to follow this path that I've created in my mind that is supposed to, to work to get to where I'm trying to go. But so hold on real quick. Hold on. So I'm saying that it's a gift and a curse for those that are listening. Like you can overthink every situation and bring more harm than good. But for me growing up, it was one of those things where it's like my mother didn't make a lot of money. So she had to plan every dollar. Like every dollar was already accounted for before it ever even hit her hands. So when it comes down to light bill, gas bill, this and that, I watched her write out things and she had to plan it. And it's like, I know how much my check is going to be. So here's what I have to do. Pinch from here to pay this pinch from somewhere else to make up for where I just pinched to pay something else. So you're constantly juggling numbers, trying to make things work. So that's why I'm saying I adopted that from her because she had no choice but to be calculated right. because one slip up can cause everything to collapse. Right. And that's always the fear that I've always had. It's like you had no idea where the next payment was going to come from for a bill unless something happened. So I feel like a lot of people that are, you know, I laughed and joked when I opened up the podcast talking about, gambling going to the casino but it's like a lot of families are dependent on the lottery and things of that nature i watch my mother play lottery every single day hoping that just a little even if she won fifty dollars off a of pick three that fifty dollars is gonna go towards groceries that fifty dollars might go towards the cable bill 
And it may be a month or so where you have to call and set up payment arrangements to get things going. And you don't even know as long as you can make that first payment, you don't know where the next one going to come from, but you got to go make shit work. So that's why I wanted to focus on that part of it, because I'm saying that me agreeing to leave Lexington, moving to Louisville without a plan. Also knowing that we're getting married in less than two months. We had no idea how that wedding was going to get paid off. We had no idea where we was going to live at. We had no idea how we was going to care for Aubrey. And these are important things that I feel like the world should know and understand because I don't care what social media shows. A lot of people think that I post on social media a lot and I share everything that happens in my life. And that's far from the truth. It's like I struggle just like everybody else. I go through hardships. We go through hardships just because I post shoes or I have a shoe fetish or love for this and that doesn't mean that we're wealthy. It doesn't mean that we have an abundance of money to just throw away and splurge. We went through a lot of hardship prior to moving here as well as when we originally moved here. So that's the part that I want to talk about. It's like, even after we said I do, I was just starting at Humana. I'm in my probationary period. You just heard me say I hate talking on the Mm -hmm. phone. I quit a job because I hated talking on the phones, but my entry position at Humana was talking on the phones. So here you are again. You're in a situation where you just moved to a new city. You're just getting married. You're newlyweds. You got a one-year-old. You know, our inner circle knew, and I'm going to give you the floor in a minute. Our inner circle knew, but when we moved here, we couldn't afford to find a place. We moved in with your mother, my mother-in-law. I'm saying to myself, that's not the ultimate goal for newlyweds. So... I had to make that sacrifice of working on the phones as much as I hated, like tears in my eyes coming home. Everyday conversation. But now you come across that situation where in relationships, if you really care about people, you really care about family, you make that sacrifice. So I think it goes back to what I was talking about, just kind of accepting strengths and weaknesses. I think it took accepting, like, you accepting that right now as much as I want to have our own I want to do this and that I have to accept that this is where I have to start and accept that I have this support because not everyone has that one um that we do have a support system that it wasn't a hesitation they were like just do this so you can do your plan and do your things get things in place which ended up after finding out about the twins end up being a blessing for us, something that we needed. But I think that was that, that test of faith that I will say is something that has guided our, our marriage too. It's just that, um, except that this is just part of our journey is and, and accepting that we, as much as we may not have wanted to move in with my mom, as much as we, you know, wanted our daughter to have her own this and own that. And that's a start as what you would think, uh, you know, a, a 
married couple would start as that wasn't our journey like right um but i think it took you to accept that accept that help and i think sometimes that's hard like accept just accepting that i Swallowing can't go your pride. yes i can't go by the the plan i have i'm starting at a different starting point yeah so i can lead there the way that i want to and in the end, that's what ended up helping us is that if we would have just done it our way, you know, I'd say, tell God your plan and he going to tell you his kind of thing. Like if we would have just tried to done it, we would have been probably in a worse situation. Exactly. But you know what? I'm glad you said that. I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to, you know, disclose too much or whatever. But going back to strength and weaknesses, you know, when we first decided to move here, we were set on we're going to find a place. Right. We were. Lo- I was looking. Even if it's rent to own and this right. and that. And we went and looked at some places and it's like it didn't even have any appliances. Know where it's going. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, this ain't nothing that we can take on right now. Because, A, the wedding ain't even paid for yet. Mm-hmm. We ain't even got the catering part. We ain't even done none of that. So how are we going to take on a house and we're going to have to provide our own appliances and things of that nature. And I kept saying, it's like, it will come no matter how hard it, like a lot of relationships and things. It's like people put so much pressure on themselves. I got to have it all right now. And I think that's what I was saying. It's like you, you wanted it right now. We wanted it right now. Cause what you're referring to is, that was me. Like, I, I want this place right now. I, I want this right now. We'll figure out how to get the washer and the dryer and the refrigerator. They didn't have anything there. But. I disagree. What are you disagree? Don't say we. I said, I just said me. No, we're going to play said, this back. I, you said we. No. I, I knew better. Said, and I just said, in terms of this situation, I know that was me All saying right, that I wanted that. Okay. the place and I, I wanted apologize. that. But it. Okay, you want it, but not right now. Um, a coworker of mine in her room, in her office, she has this thing that says um, the power of yet, Y-E-T, the power of yet. I like it. Uh-huh, and it says the power of yet. And it was like, I may not be able to do this yet. Um, it, it's got a lot of other little posters around it. Just, But the, the thing about it is that that's what it's reiterating is that, yeah, you may not be able to do that yet, but give it time. Keep working on it. Keep progressing right. on it. But uh, every time I go in her room, I look at it. She's a speech therapist. And, you know, I may not be able to say this sound yet about, like, our son and as much as, you know, the growth that he has, but the power of yet. And that's kind of where we had to accept that point that, okay, we may not be there yet. But the one yeah. that we, I mean, even the place we were in before this, it kind of just fell in our hands. And it we're was, gonna get there. You know, like I said, we ain't gonna tell all of our background know, but or whatever. It's We've been 10 over years for, of growth for thirty minutes, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like sharing the major parts of the trials and tribulations and how we got to where we're at may help other people understand that it's like it's not gonna all happen in one day, and I'm saying that. I knew better because, again, I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to penny pinch. I know what it's like to just nickel and dime, check to check. And that's something that I've told myself I don't want to do. 
Like, don't get me wrong. Today's economy is garbage. Everybody's struggling. Like, even, you know, households with two incomes. Like, you're still trying to figure out ways to make ends meet. But that's not healthy. Like, you have to have some form of structure. Because all it takes is one catastrophic event and everything that you've worked for is gone. And that is a fear. That's what drives me. That's what motivates me. So I'm saying that, like, during that time, it's a lot of things that we wanted. It's a lot of right. things that we dreamt of. And the the White House with the picket fence, we got a one-year-old, like, we're getting married. Like, you, you, you had this vision of storybook marriage. But cool. Do you think... You think that's why we see so many marriages now not maybe not make it to the ten years or make it because they think of this storybook fantasy marriage and not really accepting that that's not how it is. This I, is just simply my opinion. I feel like marriages and relationships no longer last because a social media Mm -hmm. b you got all this uh reality tv and stuff now and you're you're right people see what other people have and they assume that that's how their relationships should be people are afraid of the work we sit down and watch these shows. Uh, what'd you try to get me to watch the other night? Love is blind or something. The bachelor bachelorette. Yeah, it was the love is blind. But I'm just saying all of these different type of shows. And it's like that show all the good parts. Not these the- are all shows that's sponsored by somebody. Mm-hmm. So quite naturally, all the dates and things are already created. It's already set up. These people don't have to fund an actual date. So you got the candles, you got the walk on the beach, holding hands and this and that. But guess what? You got all these bright lights and camera crews walking behind you. Guess who paid for all of that? All right. So hold on real quick. I see you already say something, but it's like to put all of that pressure on another person to think that they have to create this Cinderella fairy tale, wedding date night, things of that nature. It was pretty Cinderella now we- about it though. But I'm just saying it's like people have this vision right. and if you can't live up to that vision, oh, he's broke. He don't deserve me. Oh, he can't provide. He's he's an ain't shit ass dude or if if you ain't willing to go work for this, then you don't deserve me. And it's like why can't we build this together? Like that has always been my thought process. I'm not going to Break my back trying to provide for an ungrateful person. I've seen too many of my peers. I've seen too many family members work two and three jobs only to come home. And that love and appreciation is not felt. So what are you doing it for? I think that goes back to knowing your spouse, your partner, because What I was going to say before, let's go back. I don't know where I heard it. It was this week. I heard it. They were like, it was on the TV or something. 
the danger zone, that's what they called it, of a marriage is the one to two year and then the five to eight year. They was like, those are the danger zones, whether you, you know, if you continue to make it or, you know. Then let's jump ahead. You know what that would look like. That Those danger zones of the one to two years is what it said. And it said five to eight. Um, I don't know where that research come from, but I heard that this week. It was talking about those two. And I was sitting there thinking about it because, again, it it was this week that I read it um, or I heard it somewhere I can't remember and reflecting on our first 10 years of of marriage. I'm like, okay, how was that one to two years? And, um, you know, that was definitely (laughs) that was definitely a, you know, a tough time. But it was that we were we were building together not to mention i will forever say this to you and to anybody about you uh that when i was pregnant with the twins and in the hospital that there was so much appreciation for you and at times i was like like dang god like you know you really you really looked out for me with you know with this one because you were going to work downtown coming to see me at the hospital and then going home taking care of our daughter or you would go to get her so she can come up to see me then going back washing clothes for me to bring back and no sleep like you were just going now Bruh. <laughs> Zero uh, which sleep. one is the clapping one can we do Yellow. that one instead there we go can we give you a clap uh now you know again that was with a lot of support of you know my family um and mom that, you know, I'll forever be grateful for her and my sister and them that helped too. But just thinking about like, dang, like he is going to work, you know? So again, you're going to work because I couldn't work at the time. We had just moved here. So that was a whole situation too. Um, we ain't got to go into details. I'm not, like I said, but I'm saying minutes, just like you give going, the, give the you main... doing that. And that was within our first year, two years of marriage, yeah. us going through that together and not letting it break us. You know, that was a lot. So Damn, no, <laughs> listen to me. We, I just did an episode with Kevin talking about, you know, the, the yeah, reaction yeah. to becoming a father and I things of that you. nature. But it's like, I want to push the button a couple times. Whatever I'm saying to you, like real talk, like we went from saying I do on October the 5th to, Hey, we're pregnant by October, October the 25th. 25th. Oh, your birthday. So in 20 days, I went from starting a new job getting married to finding out I have another child on the way. And it's like to finding out in the emergency room that it was two of them. It's twins. I was like, wait, what to finding out that, okay, you have to have an emergency procedure. You are going to be in the hospital for four months. Permanent bed rest. Can't get up to walk without putting the babies at risk. I'm in a brand new job. We have a one-year-old that's living with our mother-in-law. And like you said, it's like I'm at a job that I can't stand. Right. So, I I mean, I thought about just like the peace that you always talk about, your mental health, like going through all that. On top of, I'm sure, all those concerns about being a father, being a husband. On top of, like you said, the job that you you know, did not have the best feelings towards on top of finances, on top of all of these things within that time of that first two years. Like I said, that danger zone 
that they call of of a marriage. Like, you don't think of, you know, being newlyweds the first year, it being like that. You know, it's supposed to be all the honeymoon, honeymoon phase. phase. And isn't it like, we didn't, like even, we didn't even we didn't even get a honeymoon no. because I ended right up back feeling, to work. Yeah. I got approved for two days off. Yeah. But like I said, we'll be on here all night. I ain't going to speed you up or nothing like that. Like I said, however long it takes is however long it takes. But I'm saying, like, without giving all the details and all the background, we can share the trials and tribulations but focus on the actual marriage part. And I'm saying that, again, it requires sacrifice across the board, even from you. Like, to know that you had to lay in a hospital bed – four months like it's all unknown territory like we have no idea what's going to happen next and it's like I've shared this story on the podcast before it's like okay I got a Chevy Impala this ain't gonna work so we haven't even got to the house part yet we're still living with our mother-in-law with a one-year-old, two now, and we're getting ready to bring two more babies into her house. Like, that in its own self was just such an uncomfortable feeling for me as a man. Right. Like, I had to do a whole lot of soul-searching because I'm saying to myself, like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> you done uprooted, left Lexington, moved to Louisville, you think you're doing it for all the right reasons, and then it's like, boom. Go over the you just feel like you're just adding more onto this plate of unknown. And as a person that overthinks, as a person that's very calculated, I have no idea. Like, anxiety out the ass because, again, you don't know how it's all going to happen. And that's why my advice to anybody that's married, anybody that's in a long-term relationship is like, you have to understand things are not going to come when you want it. You have to understand that when it's time for you to have certain things, then it will be available to you. Nobody's saying don't work for nothing. You still have to work for it. But stressing, trying to worry about how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? As long as you know you're doing right by people and you're not trying to manipulate and con and this and that, and you have that village, you have that support system, then things are going to work. So it's like, boom, we get a new car. We get an SUV. I got the Impala. We got the SUV. So now it's like, okay. Things are going Things are looking up. And it wasn't a hard, I mean, it was an easy process. It just kind of, you know, things worked. And we got what we needed, when we needed it. I mean, it was literally right after we had the twins. Yeah. And it it came right on time. Exactly. You know, like if we would have rushed and done it before, where we, you know, we might have had two cars, but one might have still been too small. We might not have been able to all get in there. But things happen, and the car that we wanted, and the one that we needed, was there. Yeah. So then you fast forward, and boom, we finally are able to 
get out of your mother's house. And even with that, remember our brother called like, hey, they just put this sign out here. And when I called the guy and we went to look, they were like, dang, we just put it out there like a couple hours ago. And it was just yeah. boom. Everything just, just happened how it was Flip. supposed to happen. Yeah. But I will say this, and I'm going to put this in there because even through all of it, you still had that sense of, well, I'm speaking for myself now. You still had that sense of like, damn, like I'm still behind. Not saying that I'm comparing myself to my peers, but at that time, we're watching our peers get their first homes. We're watching people check off milestones and things like that. And it became a situation where people start asking, when y'all going to get a house? When y'all going to get this and get that? And my response was always like, hey, it'll come when it's supposed to come. I'm not going to go put myself in further debt trying to appear to have more than what I really have. Do you think also that is that was a part of the growth of getting to the point where you could say it'll come when it's supposed to come? Yeah. At one point, you know, it's like, you know, that's everybody's what, telling, everybody's telling me was. this. I know that's my point of just, just highlighting that. I didn't always that, think that way, so yeah, you're right. That's what you're I'm right. highlighting is that even with that and that growth that we were able to get to the point where it'll come when it's supposed to. It ha- that hasn't failed us yet. Like God hasn't failed us yet in that aspect. Like it'll come when it's supposed to. Just like, just like when we did finally get our house. What did your mama say to us? What was her exact words? Don't worry. It'll come. It'll come. That's what she said. It'll come. And it came. And that's why I'm like. That's what I'm saying. So it's you know. Boom. Kids are growing. Now we're renting, and we already know these kids are finna outgrow this house. We're constantly spending money, spending money, renting, knowing that this money is just going to somebody else's pockets. And like I said, here we are. But also if you even look at that, as I'm looking at what rent and stuff is costing now compared to what we were doing, we were able to both save as we we both were in kind of careers at that point our kids were getting older everyone had what they needed we were able you know we had both cars if there's something you know we wanted or needed to do of course you know we always made a time for that like you always say you know go to work if there's something we want to do we you know we've earned that but being in the situation where we were even though we were renting at the time the rent was enough for us to Make sure everything's paid, but also save so we can prepare for things to come. Yeah. I don't think we would have been able to do that now. <laughs> like, no. as much as rent and stuff is costing now, like, it's, it's That's what crazy. I'm saying. That's why I said earlier. It's like you got families that have two incomes, and you're still barely able to stay afloat. Like, that's crazy to me. And I ain't saying, like, just two basic entry level whatever right. Like people that have tenured, like people that are well off, like 10 years ago, if somebody said, oh, I make 60 or $70,000 a year coming from Kentucky, Clinton, especially like I get it, you know, major cities, that's nothing. Right. 
that's poverty in some areas. Hell, you couldn't even live in New York or California and nowhere making that type of money. I get that. But we're talking about Kentucky. Like, if somebody said, I make $70,000 a year, mm-hmm. oh, man, y'all are well off. Right. Where now both people are making 60 or 70 and it's just enough. And it's like, that's crazy to me. And it's like, you know, that's the part that I'm appreciative of. And that's why I'm saying, like, reflecting back on 10 years of trial and tribulation is like, we done been through a lot. This ain't your typical newlywed story, like, Everything just happened. You couldn't plan for it. You was not prepared for it. We just had to wing it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm I'm wanting to share this with people. But we yeah. had to stick together because if we, as much as, you know, some days it was hard and some days it's like, nope, <laughs> like I'm going to stay over here. But I really, I really feel like if I, I couldn't have like there's there's no way that some of the things that we've gone through um or that that couples go through that like, if you're not literally holding each other down and yeah. and trusting okay I trust him like he's going to take care of this or I trust her that she's going to make sure that this is done right that those things would have just happened when they meant to happen right no I get it so we 50 minutes in, like I said, that's just backstory for us. Like, this is one of the things where I'm comfortable now disclosing a little bit to let people understand that life ain't always been picture perfect. My marriages has seen, you know, my marriage has. I didn't whoa, mean whoa, to say whoa, marriage whoa, is whoa. plural. My bad player. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I'm look. I'm okay, tired, man. It's interesting episode. If you, it's twelve thirty. It's midnight. It's after midnight. I'm Sir. sorry. I'm a little tired. Sir. Tongue tied. Okay. Um, marriage hasn't been picture perfect. Like I don't care what it looks like on social media. People see the messages and people see the pictures and oh y'all have the perfect family. Y'all have the this and that. That's not me trying to pretend that I have the perfect family or the perfect marriage. That's just me sharing. And I tell people all the time, when my mother was alive, we're five hours away. She doesn't get to see her grandkids when she wanted to see them like most normal people. I ain't going to say most normal people because now you have people that are like, you know, leave the nest and do whatever. But I'm saying that for me growing up, I saw my grandmother and grandfather every single day. We just talked about that when we. But that's what I'm saying is like I had access to my grandparents every day. I could walk to granny's house. I could walk to grandmama's house. I saw them every day. My mother only saw my kids if I went to go pick her up and brought her back up here or we went home to visit. So social media was that outlet. Right. Every milestone, every whatever the kids was doing, I was sharing it 
so that she could see it. That's why I'm always making little videos around the house and things like that. So my mother could see it. I'm sharing it so my family can see it. It wasn't because I'm trying to brag or boast or anything like that. I'm trying to let my mother feel as close as possible as she could to what's going on in our lives. It just so happens that, you know, it grew into King Petty personality. You know what I'm saying? Like it became a persona in a sense to where people have messed with like, man, I really enjoy your posts. I really look you know, and it all snowballed into here we are now on a podcast. And it's like, you know, it ain't to invite people into our home, show everybody everything that we got or nothing like that. I'm not here to brag because at the end of the day, very humble. A lot of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? I went through hell and, and back to get it. I don't get caught up in the materialistic things or whatever. I just happen to like sneakers. I like basketball. So it's a lot of material things in here. But guess what? I'll get rid of all this shit any day if I knew that my family needed something. So it's like that's the reason for the social media posts. That's the reason why, you know, we're constantly sharing pictures of the kids and what they're doing. But I'm saying for us, it's like we're shedding light into some of the behind the scenes, some of the things that we had to deal with, some of the obstacles. And you fast forward, it's been 10 years and now you're on the other side of it. Life still ain't picture perfect yet. We ain't got to where I can put my feet up and and be comfortable all the way. There's still goals to be met. Still goals to be met. Mm-hmm. So real quick before we get off of here. Well, let's let let's let's reiterate also that ten years there's been a lot of good stuff too. That's what I'm been, getting ready to say, okay. lady. It, there's been a lot of That's what I'm getting ready to say. Okay, continue. What's one or some like what are what are some of the the major takeaways of 10 years of marriage? Hmm, the old Lexington out like question. 10 years boom. What are the say it one more time. What are name one uh-huh. or if you have multiple like what are the What's something that you can be like if if you had to share with the rest of the world? What's something that is like you know what? This is something forward to. That what you're saying? In a sense, yeah. Like like what is something that you're proud of in ten years of marriage? Like what is it? I mean, just based off this conversation, like that is something like the growth, like to see where we were and to see where we are and what are the family that we've created. We've done that. Like that is something that is I'm most proud of. And like I said, and this is only at this point, I'm sure there'll be other memories, but in terms of what is something that's going to keep me pushing in the, in in the marriage is that I want to see where we're going to end up. I want to see how we grow. I want to see what else we can accomplish together like that's 
I'm trying to own some shit. Man. I mean, I'm, man, I'm we've talked about that. Do how uh, our previous landlord done we, us. I want to be able to go. But collect I'm saying, some even rent. all of those things, like, why would I not want to be a part of that? Like, I know where we were. I know what we were doing. Like, I want to see. I've said that about like my job, and I, where I at one point, you know, contemplated. Is it time for me to look somewhere else? Or should I? But I saw things changing that were positive, things getting good. And I was like, I had been through here, been here through the tough time. I want to, like, I want to see where this is going. Like, that is something with me, yeah. like, with us. Like, I want to see where this is going. I want to continue to create all the memories and fill up the box that, like, I, I want to keep adding to that. I want to be able to, when we get to, the next 10 years, we already talked about that 10 years. Our kids will hopefully be college. Out, They'll out be, the you house. know, like I want to, all right, what are we doing now? Like what's the, what's the goals now? We did what we were supposed to do with them. What did, uh, we didn't even hit that point that in a marriage and when you start having kids, like parenting is something else that comes in the marriage. Parenting, parenting styles, parenting, like all of those things, what's important. I guess that That's a whole nother conversation though. It's but, a part two coming in. We might have to start doing this as a, Relate as a couple's podcast or something. One, you already know. I don't even like being in no, front of well, the camera. Well, you sound pretty damn comfortable to me. So all you got to do is pretend like the camera ain't on. I'm you not, ain't looked at the I camera. So guess what? That's, you've been talking. I've been looking at you. That's the beauty in it. I ain't even that's looking right. at the camera. The camera's over there. I'm just looking at the feedback, the playback or whatever. Um, But to answer your question, that is that is what I have looked forward to. That is what I enjoy. I enjoy watching how you have grown and you have changed. And, you know, at one point I might have wanted to choke you in your neck. And, you know. That means you're unappreciative. Don't do me. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) I disappear. I remember that button. All right, man. Don't get too comfortable over here. See? (laughs) See, that's what marriage is, too. They start trying to take half your stuff. Now you want to take... Oh, touch dude. on my buttons and take half my podcast. You're pushing buttons, all right. Two points for me. I'll get them off there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's going on one o'clock in the morning. We're going to get off here. You need I'm to getting tired. Your own I, I, I'm going there. Okay. In 10 years of marriage, all jokes aside, I'm, I'm, I'm being real here. And hopefully, those that are listening or watching, this is what you've collected and gathered. Um, in 10 years, trust, Mm. like that's something that's big for me because I know I ain't always been the, the perfect person, the easiest person to get along with. Um, I have my ways at times or whatnot, but like I said, I look at other people's relationships and I hear some of the things that they bicker and beef about. And I'm saying to myself, I'm thankful that I don't have to go through that and that you trust me to be able to provide in the best way that I know how without putting the extra stress and strain on why didn't you get me this why didn't you do that I want this I want it now I want to go here I want to go there and 
you trust that we're going to get there. That has always been something that I've harped on. And like I said, I don't know if that comes from living in a household where my parents were not married. We couldn't do anything that didn't require them coming together to make it happen. Everything was somewhat split 50-50 down the middle in a sense to where like it couldn't happen until you got your part. So growing up, seeing that, I've always told myself I'm not going to put all this burden on myself because society says this is what a man is supposed to do. A man is supposed to provide. A man is supposed to protect. A man is supposed to do all of these things. And that is very much true. But at what cost? And I've always been a firm believer that if your significant other is willing to sit back and watch you struggle to provide without trying to lend a helping hand, then that ain't a very good significant other. Why watch somebody struggle to get everything so that he or she can provide? You're going to watch them go through all that pain and suffering and struggle, lack of sleep, lack of peace, lack of all of these things, just so that you can sit back and say, ooh, my husband got me this five-bedroom house. Ooh, my husband bought me this three-carat diamond ring. Ooh, my husband did this and done that. Well, guess what? Your husband ain't even at home to spend time with you because he's constantly sweating and slaving to pay for it all. And then fast forward, the wife steps out. You wasn't at home. I was lonely. I was this. I was that. And it's like, I'm not making this up. I see this. It happens. Not only in celebrities, but everyday life. It's like, you're going to watch me get up and do everything that I possibly can to provide. But then be selfish enough to, A, not help me. But then, B, step out. And use me doing what I'm supposed to do to provide as the reason for why you've done it. I've always told myself, and I've always said that even once we agreed to get married, that's something that I ain't going to never be a participant in. And if you're not willing to meet me with my terms, then we can't be married. We can build it together and enjoy the fruits of our labor once we get it all. But I'd be damned if I'm going to sit here and stress and struggle trying to get it and not even have time to enjoy it because now I got to do all these things to maintain it. So the trust in knowing that we didn't have ourself in order, we didn't have our stuff in order, it may have taken longer than we expected, but to know that if you look at the checklist, there ain't a milestone that you can't check off. You can't go down that box of move to a new city, find a new job, healthy babies, new car, baby's got a roof, baby's got food, 
Babies got everything that they need. We sending them to school. They going to school with clothes, shoes on their back, food in their mouths. They ain't never went to bed hungry. Boom. Cars paid off. The new car that we got is now paid off. Boom. We get a new house. Boom. We got another new car. And it's like, you're just going down this list. And when you go back and you reflect on it, it's like, everything that we said that we wanted, we've, we've touched it. It may not be according to everybody else's timeline, but we've touched it. And you didn't give me any headache or strife or put extra pressure in a sense of urgency of I want it now. You got to do this now. You got to do that. You allowed things to happen in the order that they were supposed to happen. And that's something that I am appreciative of. And I can reflect back 10 years later and understand that we really have come a long way, both as individuals and as a couple, husband, wife, parents, the whole nine yards. Kudos to us. Kudos to us. Going 10 more? <laughs> if I hit this uh, parlay don't, don't, this weekend. Don't even. Don't even. If I hit this parlay this, this weekend, i give you 10 more. It's been fun watching you experience new things, too. Like, stuff that oh, you. Oh, man. <laughs> like, that if everyone knows, and he knows that. I'm all about doing something and just to see um, expression on our kid's face the first time we go here, do this. Or even with him and you know, how he's going to Lord, and I was going to leave you. If you weren't going to get a plane, bye, dude. See ya. You a hater. Thanks for the flight. Thanks for the, the, Whatever. the vacation, but I'm out. But like I said, there there's a lot more positive than there has been negative in the 10 years and I think going back to what you just said is I feel like before someone before people make that decision to be married I think they need to have that discussion on what is your want and need in this marriage know who you marry no exactly knowing who you're marrying knowing what is it they want or they need out of a marriage and what you know what are those those goals but the red flags don't ignore them that's that my advice. The flags are there. Like I said before, I ain't mean to cut you off. I did it again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Whatever. Don't Talk go ahead. Talk about this when the mic's off. No, I'm just <laughs> Don't go ahead then. <laughs> but, um, I'll uh, ju- no, now you want to go. <laughs> go ahead, man. No, I mean, I wasn't saying anything else. I was just saying, as, like you said, having those conversations and knowing knowing what's important, knowing who your, your, your partner's going to be. Knowing what they, like, what is it you need out of this marriage? You know, what is it that you want? And, you know, just keep setting goals. Like, this is where we, we want to get to. And then, like you said, no, 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 you know the person you're going to marry. There's a red flag there. Sometimes you need to listen on it. Listen to it. You better know who you're marrying. Um, it's another whole conversation. That so I said after this, we're going. But I'm, I'm trying to help people. Episodes. Trying to help people. Like I said, I we, am too. But I also want to let people know that marriages are positive. Marriages are something that I'm proud to be. Like we've been married for ten years. 
And we're not oh I'm not old. See I corrected that. I said I I'm not old. So for us to be don't do not start. Because if Shame. you zoom that camera in just a little bit, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Baby. Go ahead. go ahead. But for us to be as young as we are, and we have made it 10 years already, like that is you something stuck to be now. proud. Shit. I've already told you you stuck. So. You stuck now. But all jokes aside, like you, you see people post on social media and it's like, what are some tips? What are some, you know, what is some advice that you would have for newlyweds or couples that are contemplating marriage and things like that? And the number one answer in most cases is communication, communication, communication. Me being a communications major, knowing that I just said I don't like talking to people. So it's almost like a walking contradiction or whatever, but I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy communication or communicating. I'm going <laughs> to say that, no, just listen to I'm me. I'm listening. Like, I enjoy laughter. I enjoy sarcasm. I enjoy you things do. like that. I don't enjoy confrontation. Right. So when I think of communication in relationships, I'm saying that, it's key, in my opinion, in terms of listening, understanding, and the biggest part of communication to me is the ability to comprehend what the other person is saying. Like, I'm real big on you can hear somebody, but are you listening to what they're saying? Everything is not an argument. Everything. Hold on, please. Hold on. Let me get my thoughts off. Communication. Everything is not an argument. Everything is not meant to uh, respectfully disagree. It's one of those things where it's like you have to be able to sit down, listen, understand, if it's something that you don't understand, ask for clarification before you jump off the deep end because that can lead to a whole nother situation. And before you know it, you're arguing, you're saying hurtful things, you're saying things that you may not necessarily mean, and it's all built off a simple misunderstanding. So when you hear people say, oh, communication is key, communication is key, yes, that is a true statement, but I feel like, comprehension is just as as important it's a component of communication as communication and i mentioned me being a communications major because there's a multitude of ways to communicate verbal nonverbal and i'm real big on reading facial expressions i'm real big on picking up sometimes clues. too much but i'm just saying like you can read people's body language and know whether or not they're happy or sad. That's why, you know, that's I enjoy sports because when I'm watching the games, you can read people's body language. You can see if they're enjoying being on the court. You can see if they're happy on the field. The other week, you know, not to get off topic, the other week when uh, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts kind of had their beef or whatever, that was the night that they kept running the ball. 
as a wide receiver, you're not getting anything thrown at you. You're not getting any nothing, like no attention, no targets, no nothing. So A.J. Brown is pissed off that the ball is not coming his way. You saw it in his body language. You saw in how he was half-ass blocking. He wasn't doing his assignment because he was no longer happy. Boom. Two weeks later, A.J. Brown is getting targets. A.J. Brown is getting the ball. And it came from simple communication. People thought they were arguing, but guess what? Hey, bro, like, come on, man. We all on this team together. I understand that's well, the run game is what's working, but hey, bro, I got hands. Throw it to me. I'll say that you're right. Like, I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. But I feel like that's something that it's not just work on, fix, and boom. I feel like that's something that you continue to work on, and that's continuous throughout your marriage because um, we just had a conversation about this not that long ago. Like, that's something I know that I am consciously trying to be better at is listening to comprehend instead of listening to respond. And But I think that is something that that you work on over time, especially as you're getting to know. We've been together 17 years, a bit, you know, 17 years, and we still – learn new stuff or as we are changing we're also learning that okay that's not her anymore that's not him anymore he's kind of like this so I need to you know take that into account also but I think it's something that you just have to keep working at you can't expect that it's going to be perfect you cannot expect that it is going to be fixed immediately but you have to accept that we're working on it and that we want it to grow to get better. Now, if it's getting worse, then okay, conversations need to be had. But if it's something that you can both see that, okay, we're mindful of this, we might still have our issues here and there, but it's still going, that trend line is kind of going this way to where it's improving, not going the other way. But it's something that is just continued to be worked on and knowing like, Hey, this is important to us. And then if we want this to keep going, we need to make sure that this is going in the right direction. But definitely agree with that. Those those different compo- components of communication, um, and you know, back to accepting that those those different areas. Because like I said, I'm guilty. Even then, ten years in, we still have arguments here and there. And you're going to get my face because many times you say it, it shows all over your face. It shows, I know, I know. Bruh. Okay, like I said, (laughs) (laughs) like I said, um, there are times where there may be some sarcasm at the wrong time and I'll fix that afterwards. Forget this. I know I'm being sarcastic and this is probably going to make it worse, but. All right, yeah. Eventually, I got to say, yes, I did that. My bad. All right. But. It's the part where I hit the uh, wrap it up button. So, you going you gonna to cut me off? Yes, as, as I'm I talking? am. It's oh. 1 o'clock in the morning. Okay. All right. It's 1 o'clock okay. in the morning. All right. Okay. Yeah, right. that's what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay. We better switch this around and turn it into something real positive real quick. Exactly. My last tip before I get Yo, off here. You didn't had enough tip, but you're going to cut me off, but you're going to give another tip? That's <laughs> <laughs> not what we're going to do. No. All jokes aside. How many times are you going to say all jokes aside? Look. 
Okay, go we ahead. We was doing good. <laughs> Keep right. going. If you know us, you know that that's my last. Your daughter tip. just texted me. <laughs> why is Aubrey still up at one o'clock <laughs> in the why. damn morning? She texted me at like twelve ten, and I said, "Girl, go to bed. Good night." See, see. Asking about she asked about basketball practice. She better not be asking about no damn basketball practice. Like, Tell her we going to the wide. Um, I told her what time practice is, and she was like, "Starting when, girl? Why, it's 12. Uh huh. That's why they want to stay over at your mama's house because they ain't got no bedtime. They over a party. I bet if we go over right now, Paige, all of them still up. Paige anyways, sleep. <laughs> anyways, for real, we we an hour and sixteen minutes in. Um, my last thing in terms of marriage and what I would suggest to other married couples or again people that are in long-term relationships is being un- being able to understand finances financial problems are also a big deal breaker when it comes to marriages and divorce and things like that and I'm saying that you have to be willing to build together, in my opinion. We live in a society right now where social media is giving off this false illusion that people are supposed to have all these things before they can even approach you. If you're not worth X amount, then you're not even boyfriend material. You're not even husband material. What? This is a this is a whole nother podcast again. No, it ain't. Just let you. me get my thoughts off. I'm saying that at the end of the day, you have to know who you're dealing right. with, who you are involved with. And that's as simple as the first date. You can learn that on the first date. Hey, let's go to the movies. You get the tickets. I get the popcorn. That whoa, whoa, whoa! You can disagree with it all you want to. I'm saying to you, that's the first indication of who you're dealing with. Somebody that's willing to say, "Hey, let's just go have a good time." I don't expect you to right. take me out, and you have to do everything. Is that Cinderella picture perfect scenario that a woman is willing to say, "Hey, I'm willing to go half on the first date," and it, it may not happen often but if it does happen guess what you should know that you are possibly dealing with a strong candidate of somebody that you could foresee yourself with later down the road because they're willing to help carry that load i get that i'm speaking from a man's perspective yeah because one our first like actually doing something you pay for it, but I guess you're just talking about having that. Like, I don't expect him. Like, if it was a thing that I feel like it was maybe just a bad example, but it ain't a bad example with me. You have like, shared that, but I'm saying even I, but, to this day. But I get, I get that you're saying is that in a marriage, if you, you finances is important, yes, communication and listening is important. Like that, in terms of a marriage, yes, are some things that need to be discussed. And that the understanding needs to be there on what the finances look like. Absolutely agree. And then you, not saying that you went on a tangent, but in terms of like the first date being an indicator. Okay. I can see that a first date and those first expression impressions, excuse me, 
are um you can you can get a lot of information from it, but I think it was just a bad example. Rule number one, y'all. We just said communicating, listening, and I, comprehension. I said marriages, long-term relationships. You should understand finances. You should understand who you're dealing with and be able to build things together. I simply said you should know based off of people's intentions, based off of early interactions. I gave an example of situations that will come up and you can be like, you know what? I'm dealing with someone who's willing to say, Hey, you do this. I do that. That later in life leads to guess what? You take care of this for the home. I'll take care of that for the home. It's not putting the burden on one particular person. I'm simply highlighting signs that you can pick up. Not, not, not saying that, on the first date, then, you know, people should say this. I, I get that. But, and I, I also get that, you know, like, hey, you did the popcorn, like, here. Or you did the movies, I'll get us popcorn. Like, I get what you're saying is that, I'm like, oh, dang. She was able or willing to do this, and it's our first date. That's a telltale sign that I might be dealing with a pretty good candidate here. I get, I get what you're saying. But I think just the example. My original I was talking about social media and outside influences saying that a man is supposed to have all of these things to determine whether or not he's marriage material. He's right. worthy. And yeah, I'm saying to you that. that that is incorrect. I'm saying that if you're dealing with somebody, then he or she should be willing to help take some of that burden. Oh, off. We, we just talked about that about. So guess what? So. y'all? Here we go. We just led to another six minutes when I'm in my closing, talking. That was it's not okay. closing because you, okay. I'm closing out the podcast. Close it out. So you just said this could be another episode. So we done started another episode. You did. That's why I was saying that. Welcome really to marriage, people. That wasn't a closing. You starting a whole different conversation. And I was supposed to just listen, Welcome but I was to responding marriage. to what you were saying. Welcome Literally was marriage. not a closing. It was you were continuing on the conversation. No, I was closing and you interrupted it. Welcome to marriage, y'all. Here's the both. So you got the sweet us and then here we go. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> finances, and I'm going to leave it alone. Like, I'm saying that these are important things in marriage. We're reflecting on marriage. We're reflecting on long-term relationships. And what I feel, in my opinion, helps sustain those relationships and those bonds. And I'm saying that a lot of people end up in divorce because of financial situations and people thinking that, oh, this person had this amount of money and this person should be doing this. And since it don't work that way, I no longer want this person. And I'm saying that you should be able to pick up on those things early before you even get to the part where we're at 10 years later, the signs should be there. If you choose to ignore them, then these are some of the things that I suggest you all be able to do together. Hey, I'm going to do this. Help me do that. Some people may have already surpassed those steps. I'm not saying this is what you should be looking for on a first date. 
you may have already went beyond that point, but you, where you are currently in your relationship, what I'm saying to you may help from this day moving forward. Be willing to help take the load off of each other. Be willing to help share some of that burden so that guess what? Soon as we mark this off the checklist, now both of us have freed up income to where we can go take those trips. We can go buy the things that it is that you put on me to buy you before we've done all of these things. You're telling me you need a new this, you need a new that. Well, I haven't finished paying off the the old stuff that you wanted. Guess what? If we go on and pay this off together, now we both can go get new this, new that, and live happily ever after. That's all I'm simply saying. Like, be able to communicate, comprehend, understand, be willing to discuss and work out whatever financial situations are best for you and your household. Don't let the outside world influence how you run your house. So that is in closing. We'll leave it there. Don't let how other people run their house influence how you run yours. You conduct your house the way it works best for you and your family. Is that better? Sounds a lot better to me. In closing, 10 years. Thank you. I appreciate everything that you've done for me, done for our children. Love you. Love you too. We'll do another one in 10 years. Okay. That's <laughs> about as often as y'all going to see me. Uh-huh. You, you might. Look, we might have to start doing this together now. It, it might be the I Respectfully Disagree Husband and Wife episodes. Because you try to get a little feisty with me here, here, there. You've been dealing with me for 10 years married, so you already know. Anyways, man, y'all hit the like share subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend the weather's changing it's supposed to be cool this weekend fresh hoodies is gonna be on deck doing pre-orders y'all holler at me i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna do the little video uh showing you what, what all is available hopefully i get that done by the end of the weekend but uh got any questions let us know in the comments man we'll respond Please, back to you I, i'm curious what you guys think yeah, give us some tips. It might be some things out there that we that need part. for marriage and things and how other people's relationships and stuff go. So y'all let us know. All right? Peace. Ass toasted, yeah. no competition. I'm yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. I'm Wish me I'm high class.